Hey everyone, and welcome back to Ashley On Air. I'm so excited to be back after a few week hiatus. Uh, I am a naturopathic practitioner. I specialize in herbal medicine and energetic medicine. And today I am joined by Dr. Sam Madeira. How are you today? Well, I'm so glad to have you on. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Yeah, me as well. So Dr. Madeira is a naturopathic doctor um, and your clinic is where now? That's right. That's right. I love, I love seeing your post about that in Montana. It's just so beautiful there. And it's so, it feels like such a connection to what we do as naturopaths and yourself as a naturopathic doctor. I mean, it's just such a like connection to nature and just being in the open space. Oh, that's amazing. Oh my gosh. If I was there, I would never leave. I would be, <laughs> it's crazy. My kitchen, there's a whole section just dedicated to my herbs and all the like tinctures and things that I make. And it's, I'm, I'm really super outgrowing it. Like I need, <laughs> I need a whole dedicated space, but that your mom sounds like she'd be my best friend. <laughs> all right. So tell us about you. Tell us about how, you know, your kind of your, your upbringing and what led you to where you are now. Give us all the details. Right.
Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. That's awesome. Yes, absolutely. And it, it's interesting because, um, you know, not all naturopaths that I speak with um, are as um, herb centric as we are. <laughs> uh, but all of, uh, all of them, including myself, we all have a kind of a, a rooted in our childhood reason why we were steered in that direction. So, um, you know, a lot of stuff, like the things in common that, you know, naturopathic medicine is really what, you know, saved them or, you know, like yourself growing your foods and your herbs with your, your mother. I grew up on uh, tons of acres where we grew our own food and all the things and we lived pretty much completely sustainably. So it was, you know, it's just, it's really interesting, but I, you, you get, like you said, you and I connected because of the herbs. I love herbs so much out of everything that I try aside from diet. Um, and the major lifestyle changes, like you said, which is absolutely correct. Um, they are the, I see the most success using herbs. I mean, you know, it, and even if it's just, you know, one strain of a, a particular type of plant might not work for one person, but there will be an herb that will work for you. It's almost a guarantee. <laughs> almost everybody responds, almost every condition, symptom, whatever it is, responds to herbs. And I love that. I love it so much. So I love watching you post that stuff as well. But it's really good that you know, you, you know, for your patients that, you know, okay, this is going to work really well, but you're at the point where, yeah, it's time 
for the, the hormone optimization therapy, as you like to call it. And I, I think I like that, that term better. I think if we put that term to it instead of hormone replacement therapy, I think that may make people slightly more comfortable knowing that they're doing a hormone optimization as opposed to replacing or, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of like a, it's like a replenishment. It's like hormone replenishment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, okay, so tell me what types of. So I know you specialize in in hormones, men and women, but probably mostly men. Do you, you see mostly men? Okay. So in, in practice then, and we'll, I, I really want to talk about the traumatic brain injuries, the TBIs, and it's like linking correlation and what your protocols are for that. Um, but aside from TBI, what are some of the main um, factors or causations for um, imbalanced hormones that you see in men? Well, let's, we'll start with men. What are the most common factors that you see? Yeah, symptomology picture and and really just, you know, other other root causes, like what would cause um in the first place something like that to happen. I mean, I know diet and and things like that, but what are some things that you see mostly? Right. Right. 
Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. Mm Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. Mm. Wow.
Yeah. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
Right. Yes, which I love, by the way. I love those. Yeah. I, <laughs> yes, yes. I, I actually did some, um, some studies in a hyperbaric uh, chamber clinic here um, where I, I kind of shadowed for a few days and I did some work and some research and study. And it was really incredible, I mean, especially for TBIs, but you, it's also used for other different um, you know, more acute situations. People are seeing a lot of success with those. And I think it's, I think it's wonderful. And I think it's really cool that you can get in-home ones, but for the more serious things, yes, like you said, you should find a professional, you know, clinic in your area. And those people know what they're doing because there's a lot to it. There's a lot of science behind it. And then there's a lot of like, a lot of little moving parts at every given moment within your therapy. Um, I like what you said about and a lot of, um, you know, standard medicine won't look at this. I'm going to go kind of back to a few things that you said, um, and then got to propel us a little bit more into some TBI protocol. Um, but I do like what you said about how um, hidden infections, stealth infections like mold, Lyme, worms, things like that. Standard medicine will probably most of the time look at you like you're a little bit crazy if you come to them and you say, I think maybe this is what's causing uh, my issues. They're yeah. going to they're going to be like, no, probably not. Uh, I, I, I see it all the time. And it's very kind of sad to me. Someone will bring me tests and like my doctor tested for everything. And I'm like, I, I see a CBC, a CMP. I see nothing that tests for anything that I would need to see. So we're, I, think, I think we're coming more into that kind of learning about the stealth infection thing. And some doctors are getting more comfortable with at least learning about it or exploring it. Um, but really, if you don't address those things, your testosterone will be affected, but there are other very serious things that can come from that. Um, you know, those types of infections, really, really serious conditions. I mean, you know, autoimmune things start happening, chronic inflammation, chronic stuff. And as you know, that just, that can shut the whole, <laughs> the whole system down. You'll just be completely out of balance. And so um, I think it's really important that, you know, you're, you look at those things in your message to, from what I got of you seeing the whole, you know, all the different causes is that you understand that it could be, you know, one major thing, or it could be a number of accumulative, you know, action items and, and things that have happened. So really taking a look at every moving part in, I know for me, and I know in practice for you is, you know, doing a very extensive intake and working with these people pretty intimately you know, not literally, but pretty intimately uh, you know, while you're trying to figure out what's going on, because it can take some time to unearth really, you know, what's going on. You know, what if they don't want to open up automatically about, uh, you know, really stressful traumatic events, or they might not even know, they might've even regressed it. And they're like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that when that happened. So um, the programs that, you know, naturopaths, implement essentially um, are very, very intricate <laughs> and involved. And yeah.
Yeah. Right. Right. And in which case, yes, it is in your head because <laughs> mold in the gut directly affects what's happening in your mental state. So, I mean, yes, I actually had one in, in my experience outside of naturopathic medicine. I had, I was having some abdominal issues and I went to this one doctor who... I swear to God, he's been in practice for like 70 years. I mean, the man could barely walk. But he told me, and I'll never forget this in my entire life, he told me to handle it with skillful neglect. And I was like, what does that mean? And he was like, well, because if you, if you really, really actively like want to find something wrong, you're going to. And I'm like, why the fuck do you think I'm here? Like, I'm telling you my stomach hurts <laughs> and you're telling me to ignore it? Or I'm gonna find something. It was just, it was, it was just mind blowing that this was acceptable, you know. And so, anyway, so that I took it as motivation to <laughs> never ever make anybody feel like that because what? Oh my gosh. So okay, so there are. So let's talk about. I, I'm really interested in this brain injury thing because um, I think it's very common that we, uh, in general as a general public, we say, well, I'm not a football player, um, you know, or I, you know, I'm not in the military or I'm not, you know, and there are, those people are more susceptible to brain injury. I do obviously, that's obvious. I do agree with that, but, um, you know, and I have kids and I know you have, you have a child, right? You have a daughter. Um, so, and so it's like, you know, you want to put them in a bubble <laughs> and, and watching them get hurt and, and learn things makes you realize like, oh my gosh, you don't really have to be an athlete to suffer head injury. My son has slipped and fell like and hit his head a couple of times. I mean, where it was like, oh my gosh, and I, that it, it's a little worrisome, you know? So then you want to like, you want to live your life in this bubble. Like you said, getting out of the bathtub, there are things that could happen at any time of the day that could injure your, your brain. And it's not to, to fear monger per se, um, but it does help to, to educate people that just because you're not a football player doesn't mean you're completely in the clear, you know, and these things do affect, you know, like I'm saying, your, your kids, yourself, car accidents, um, you know, goodness forbid, you know, you have a little bit too much to drink and you fall and whack your head while you're going to the bathroom or whatever the case may be, um, you know, those you, you do and you should you know, get to follow a protocol after that, because like you said, when brain cells are lost, they're gone, but we have to make new connections or else you're just going to suffer these symptoms and all these things are going to come about. So you had mentioned like some of the things that you've seen leading causes of, you know, things like football and all the, the more major things, but with the more common causes, what types of symptoms are you, are you seeing the most or are you looking for to, to help lead you to, you know, TBI? syndrome. Okay.
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. So is this, is this like, so the injury, the injury in itself, even if it's minor or whatever, so if it causes, um, these are, these are also symptoms of similar and probably maybe the same as like, a like, um, inflammation in the brain. So if you have an injury, right.
like the yogurt things. Cover three. You know, I think I heard someone tell me about this a couple months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, I know, I know. It's like, yes, right. Well, that's so true. And you know what? I, I honestly, so as a practitioner, you are, I, I can't speak for you, but I see this commonly. You're better at kind of taking care of everybody else around you. And then myself usually comes last. So that includes also my family and all of that. But I, I was a cheerleader for many years growing up. I mean, from the time I was seven to the time I was like 18 or 19. And I suffered a lot of head injuries, like a lot. I mean, even if they didn't, you know, I mean, I cracked my skull right here one time and like, I was dropped a couple of times because I was a person that flew up in the air. And I, I, it's like the consideration of um, any type of like TBI was like there, but I just kind of like, oh no, I'm fine, I'm fine. But more recently, some of the symptoms that you're bringing up, and I'm kind of like relating them to myself, um, with the reading and the things like that, I'll find myself, I'm looking at my phone and everything is like pixelated and I can't read and I don't want to even look at my screen anymore. And, you know, reading books and literature, I mean, I'm still always studying, still always you know, trying to do research and things like that. And I'll just get so like, I, I, you know, so, so it is a good idea to, to constantly, I mean, even if you didn't have a proper diagnosis or whatever, I mean, if, if it's very severe, definitely, you know, reach out to a professional ASAP, but it wouldn't be a bad idea to do, you know, some brain health, you know, protocols for yourself, herbs, this, you know, these supplements that you're talking about and what are, what are some other things that you could suggest for people to do to strengthen their mental clarity? I mean, I know you're a big proponent of meditation and things like that. What are some other things that you find help make that connection again? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. 
right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Long term, you think as well, or maybe okay. Yeah. And those are really easy to get. You can buy strips like on Amazon or whatever, and you can do it yourself at home and monitor that. Because if you're, one thing I can say toward the ketogenic diet is while it is, it can be used as like a food as medicine type thing. If you're, if you're never really in ketosis, then you're not doing yourself really any favor. So I think it is a good idea to check <laughs> your ketone levels with that to make sure you're doing it right just like with anything else you know um mm -hmm.
Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to tell people to fast for 12 hours. And then if you tell them 30, they're like, oh my God, what? Mm Mm -hmm. I think I read somewhere at one point that, that, I mean, it's common knowledge that people with TBI 
will have HPA dysfunction for any period of time. It could be for a few weeks, it could be for a long time, but at least 50, I don't know if these numbers are still right, but I think I remember at least 50% will have severely imbalanced endocrine system um, and hormone issues for, you know, for quite some time. Um, maybe not initially, but at least down the road somewhere. So 50% of everybody who has any type of brain injury is going to develop an endocrine system imbalance. And that's, you know, it's, it's, it's a big deal only because that is one of the things that definitely affects your daily life. You know, if your sex drive isn't there or, you know, whatever, I mean, that those are symptoms of something pretty serious going on. So, I mean, and you, we, we preach, you know, just lifestyle, lifestyle and all of that stuff. But I mean, there's, you know, sleep is important to carry out, you know, I guess, harmful proteins from the brain, but it's so regenerative for the body. Um, sunlight, you know, getting that vitamin D, that pre-hormone is huge. And then sweat. So movement. I love that, you know, you, you are a big advocate for working out and you, a, a couple of posts that you have like really correlate you know, working out and it's um, enhancement of testosterone and things like that. So a lot of people don't understand me. Yeah, you lose your motivation to go to the gym, but you need to be moving your body. Like you still need to be moving and, and doing all of those things for your testosterone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And people that, like you said, they, they like saturate their workout in cardio. Um, and I can say I recently, so this is from my own, and I'm not a runner. I genetically have very small lungs and not great lung capacity. I can be talking in a conversation and be like, 
Okay, and then I can keep going. So my, I don't have a great lung capacity. I'm not a runner. I don't like cardio very much, but my workout partner, my best friend and I, we, we come up with this 45 day challenge and it was pretty cool. And, you know, we, we had a lot of success with it, but let me tell you the 45 day challenge included 45 minutes every day of cardio. And for someone like me, for myself, every single day for 45 days straight, I did 45 minutes of cardio and I, I suffered burnout. I burned myself out. I'm like, to, and that was, I think we ended it a couple of weeks ago and my desire to go to the gym. I mean, I go, I make myself go, but, um, I can't, I just, I have to do, you know, I have to lift heavy now and not put so much strain on my cardiovascular system every single day, but it, not every single day, like once or twice a week. Yes. You know, do that, those sort of things. But, um, yeah, it's, everybody's just not made for the type of work all the time. I'm like, Oh my God. And I just, Whew, I, I, I've never experienced that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's not exactly a balanced way of living. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry about that loud ding. Um, yeah, no, totally. I mean, there's so many good tidbits of information for everybody. Um, this entire show has been so like eye-opening and just maybe hopefully some light bulbs go off for some people if they, they're having some, you know, quote unquote mystery symptoms and can't, can't 
think of why, you know, maybe it could be, you know, TBI or, you know, just an imbalance of the endocrine system, which either way, I mean, they're, yes, they're correlated, but if you have one aside from the other, then, you know, there's lots of good ways to, you know, to optimize, you know, balancing your hormones. And you said you have a, uh, something that you offer a free 10 day, um, program that's emailed to, to people that you, that you have on your site. That's awesome. And that, so it's like a guided, it gives you like two or three different types of workouts to, to do for that day for 10 days. That's awesome. That's really great. That's really, really cool. You know, a little, a lot of people don't even think to put that together, but that's something that I think everyone could benefit from. Cool. So I'll put that down in the description for everybody um, to go find all of your information and all of the things. Um, and do you do virtual consults at all or are you strictly in office? Yeah, you have to do that in person for sure. Awesome. Sounds great. I know a lot of people are getting into that, you know, more virtual. If the, the person you want to work with is not in your state, then they make it possible kind of thing. Um, all right. Awesome. Well, you know, what? I really appreciate your time and all of the information. I had such a, a great time chatting with you and learning from you. Um, and everybody, I will link everything to go find Dr. Madeira. Um, and yeah, is there anything else that we didn't cover that you want to wrap up with? Yes, absolutely. I totally agree 100%. Well, thank you again. Enjoy the rest of your day and we will talk soon. All right. Bye.